San Francisco. Welcome to Quizotron. I'm your host, Rebecca Watson. Please join me in welcoming my special guests for this evening, Kishore Hari, Ngayo Bilam, Dr. Jen Gunter, and Keith Old Jensen. Uh, so if you've never been here before, Quizotron is the world's greatest science-themed comedy panel quiz show where we pit scientists against comedians to see who knows more stuff. Uh, each panelist has a big red button in front of them. Uh, they can use that to buzz in to answer questions. They will get points if they're correct or if they make me laugh. They will lose points if they're wrong or if they just annoy me. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the show, whoever has the most points gets to wear the Quizotron belt. That's right. Thank you for accurately describing that for the audience at home. Uh, Round one, as always, is get to know the contestants. Everybody, hands on your buzzers. Question number one. Which contestant was a panhandling expert on Spike TV? Ngayo Bilam. Keith Lowell Jensen. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Applaud for the man. He got that right. <laughs> that was the one question I was going to get right all night. Yeah. And you screwed you it took up. It from How'd you me? qualify for expert in that category? Yeah, I don't know. They weren't that picky, I guess. <laughs> I, I was the panhandler who had a phone. <laughs> so. Didn't you make a movie about panhandling? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. What was your movie Why about Why Lie, I Need a Drink. It's available on Amazon. You could watch it right now. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Why panhandling? Um, I was up in Canada, actually. <laughs> we were in Vancouver to go with the night's theme. Uh, and I saw a guy uh, panhandling cars at an intersection and my buddy i was with was like oh that guy's making more than we are and i was like if that's true then why aren't we doing that i i need to know it's fair did and you create so, like a vc deck I for did. like panhandling in, in the yeah I, I i give lessons if you're interested i'm sorry that was some I, silicon valley yeah, I didn't uh, under- talk there do you want to oh, do i lose points for that <laughs> you might <laughs> what did that mean i don't know <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we tried costumes and everything else, and uh, no, other than Christmas Eve, I never really made a lot of money at it. It's pretty. But uh, so here's how television works. They said, "So uh, can you make a lot of money at panhandling?" And I said, "No, not really." And that wasn't the answer they wanted. And they said, "Well, did you ever make a lot of money?" And I said, "Not really." And they were all even once. And I said, "Okay, one time on Christmas Eve, I made forty dollars in an hour." So if you watch the Spike TV episode of Mansers, they go, can you make a lot of money panhandling? And I go, I made $40 in an hour. <laughs> so. I, I used to, uh, to do magic and juggling on the street. Of course you and, did. And uh, did I just, was that a boo? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's fair. It's fair. Oh, we'll get to you. <laughs> And uh, I hardly made, I just did it for, for beer money, basically. But one night, uh, some old drunk men uh, offered me $100 to tell me the color, tell them the color of my nipples. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, really? And he pulled out a $100 bill. And I had the most severe, like, moral quandary <laughs> of my life. Dark blue, I'm part smurf. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I was basically like pink, and then I grabbed it, and like his his friends wrestled it away, so I didn't get it. Oh, 
would have been the most money I'd ever made street performing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Keith L. Jensen is here, everyone. Thank you so much. Question number two. Which contestant is most likely to be high right now? Keith L. Jensen. That would be in Guy Obelum. Absolutely correct. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if... I'm most likely. Oh, most, most likely. Most, most likely. There was a qualifier. Like, sure, yeah. we... Really? Like, I want to battle for this. No. Uh, no, not... You'll lose. No. I mean, we can. No. We can battle right now. You're oh, not. Crazy. And I lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ngayo, or should I say at Ngayo 420. That's uh, because there's 419 other Ngayos. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. What a break. Yeah, and no, that just worked, worked out. out. It worked out so well. Synchronicity, serendipity, one of those two. So yeah, you you are also a juggler. I am also a juggler. I'm yeah, a holder of the People's Choice Award from the 1994 Vermont International Juggling Association. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, so, the as jugglers go. I'm very likable. <laughs> what are the What are the chances? <laughs> it's a small world. Did Did a, uh, an old man ever offer you a hundred dollars to tell you the color of your nipples? I, I wish. Yeah. I wish. So wait, I don't you... think his friends would have wrestled it away from him. <laughs> yeah, they would have been like, fair. It's fair. fair. I'm 6'3". <laughs> you, you won a juggling contest in Vermont? Yeah. Well, the International Juggling Association has their uh, convention and conference at different places every year. So when I went in 94, I won the uh, It just the struck People's me because my Award. wife grew up in Vermont. And she still describes the day that a black kid came to their school. Sure. Yeah. I was there for a week. And they all followed him around. Like, right. Just like, wow, what's are it you, like? Are you no. suggesting that Ngayo won that just because of novelty? No. No. <laughs> no but just Here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. Was, if that had been true, the one-armed kid would have won. I beat the one-armed kid. You beat a one-armed kid? <laughs> I beat a one-armed juggler. A juggler? How did you do that? <laughs> no, no, no. Did you, did you juggle a live baby? What was the, I mean, how do you do, you do that do? and feel good about yourself? It's the yourself? people's choice. As jugglers go, I'm a really good comedian and so <laughs> it's not really about the juggling skills and Gaio Bielan thank you for being thank here thank you question number three which contestant has a weird affinity for Winnipeg Canada and Gaio Kashar I'm going to say that's incorrect because there's no one here with that name. (laughs) Damn it. I'm actually going to give it to you because you did hit it eventually. It is Kishore. Kishore. I was right. I am so happy to see Ungayo struggle with someone's name. I've waited years for this. We can't all be named Keith. <laughs> Cause sure, it, you know, the audience listening at home doesn't realize that you actually turned up here wearing a Winnipeg Jets jersey. Woo! I mean, this. what day is it? It's a, it's a Thursday, right? This is it just is what Thursday. I wear on Thursdays. Oh, okay. Have you ever been to Winnipeg? I have been to Winnipeg. But you, don't, you didn't, like, grow up there. No. Why do you love Winnipeg? Because Winnipeg is the most lovable of the Canadian cities. <laughs> Way more than Calgary. Oh, oh you got a boo. The, the audience Edmonton, didn't Alberta. like it. And you know what? Anyone that's actually from Canada doesn't boo. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. They just that's apologize. Some, that's some interloper right there. <laughs> Found you out. <laughs> so, because sure, you actually live here in the Bay Area. What do you do with yourself? 
uh, I mostly wear Winnipeg Jets memorabilia. Clearly. So, like, on, Thursday is on the... On Thursday is Winnipeg yeah. Jets night jersey, at the house. And then Friday is the home jersey? Yeah. I mean, Saturday is uh, Winnipeg Jets casual night. So, uh, <laughs> so just I, a took and... Uh, <laughs> and, win, and Winnipeg Jets boxers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I run a lot of science events. I, I like the science. Mm-hmm. It's good for the people. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> sure are you, everyone. All right, question number four. I wonder. <laughs> you have to wait. Wait so, until I ask the take question. Take away points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she Wrong. doesn't know my name. Wrong. And that's why she... <laughs> no, it's written by Question you. number four. Which contestant has a normal affinity for Winnipeg, Canada? <laughs> Jen Gunter. Yay! It's you! It's me. <laughs> that's right. Jen Gunter, everyone. So, Jen, you actually are from Winnipeg, Canada. I, so it's I am from Winnipeg, Canada. I was born there, and I was raised there. And so you yeah, left. I did. I left. It's cold. <laughs> I'm not stupid. You're a doctor. <laughs> it's nice to go back and visit, like in the week where there isn't a mos- there aren't mosquitoes and the snow hasn't come, and so it's like, that it's one week. Yeah, one week. Yeah, yeah. It's been one it's- week since it wasn't cold. <laughs> Notice she's not telling us which week because she doesn't want it to be crowded also. I know, right? So, yeah, yeah, Winnipeg. That's right. (laughs) Represent. Everybody's like, where is that? I'm like, it's north of North Dakota. People are like, oh. Oh. (laughs) Is it due north of North Dakota? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you're from there. Is it flat? Very flat. Isn't it north of Minnesota? Well, it straddles. I mean, technically it's north of both of them. It's north of everything. (laughs) It's the great white north. It is. Uh, do you Fair. call yourself a pegger? No. No one. Wow. No, no one. It's no a fair ever, question. No one ever uses that, that term. I'm a Winnipegger. Oh, you're a, yeah, we're a Winnipegger. Win- so, Winnipegger, yeah. So keep yeah. your stuffed animals Which is, away. Yeah, it's also, it's also what you call a horse fucker. <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> W-H-I. What, no boo from the Canadian about that? Come on. No, they're like, no, we hate Winnipeg. We they're know. horse fuckers. <laughs> we know that movie about the man horse love was was from the West Coast in the States. It was oh, the I see. You've turned it back that. on. Yeah, I yeah. like I like a horse every now and again. All right. <laughs> okay then. This is taking. Is that movie term. available on Amazon? <laughs> that yeah. movie is available. It was a documentary, actually. <laughs> and Jen, um, besides fucking horses, you <laughs> uh, can see the expression. <laughs> Tell the people uh, what your specialty is. Um, I'm an OBGYN and um, and uh, uh, someone who can't stand bullshit. I think that probably would be the best yeah. um, description. And yeah. um, you're I, a people. I do my best to stand up for women wherever I can and get the truth out there because nice. um, the patriarchy has been trying to control women's reproduction since the beginning of time, and I'm here to stop it. Here, here. That's she a, answered that question so differently in the green room. For real. <laughs> what do you do? Vaginas. <laughs> Just a one word, but it, well, it was all summed up. It was still... Potent. I was I was dumbing it down for you. <laughs> oh. No, I appreciate it. Oh, I, <laughs> snap. Love it. Um, <laughs> so that's the end of round one. <laughs> should we, check, so should we check scores already? Let's check scores. Uh, Ngaio's in first place with 200. <laughs> How did that happen? Jen and Keith are tied with 100, and Kishore, you're bringing up the rear there with no, negative 100. No, no, Kishore is bringing up the rear. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't there only four questions? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's shocking, really. <laughs> but, but, you know. The new math. You'll catch up. All right. Um, by the way, if I could get another uh, beer. I would also uh, like a beer. It's an Oaktown Brown. And that you would sounds like great. Two Oaktown Browns. That was my nickname in college. Why don't we just make Can it I three? So- three Oaktown Browns. Can I have a soda water and, and lime? And a soda water and lime. Oh, you got all a, that? Can you go? How about a Diet Coke? <laughs> and a Diet Coke. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> great. And a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Nothing funny will happen while you're gone. Okay, here we go. Round two. Science! Science! You know, I think it should be illegal to yell that in a crowded theater. <laughs> Especially at a Trump rally. At this rate, it will be. Yeah. I think it should be illegal to not yell it in a crowded theater. Science! Exactly. Thomas Dolby. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You've upset the audience. <laughs> Do they have the ability or to overturn you. your decisions? Or did you? Actually, I forgot to put them into the, the thing. The audience, I'm going to keep track of your points in my head. They're competing for me tonight. But you're negative 100 right now for doing that. <laughs> Question number one. Scientists have just discovered scutoid, an entirely new what? And Gaio. It's a shape, like a molecule shape, and they fit in together like a weird M.C. Escher thing. Well done, and Gaio. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank Did you, you read much. about this? Twitter, baby. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new shape. Did you even know they could come up with new shapes? I had no idea. Yeah. It's no. It's nuts. Uh, it, so it is a shape that needs to be described scientifically because it's, uh, it is mostly shown in cells in your body and in other bodies. Uh, the way they scrunch together to like form around organs that are all squished into you know, a small space, they have to take on this certain shape. And it's described as uh, a bent prism with five slightly slanted sides and one corner cut off. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully you can all imagine that because this is an audio podcast. So. Yeah. S-C-U-T-O-I-D. Uh, quick yeah. follow-up. Who are you following on Twitter that's using Scootoid? <laughs> because follow- all of my feed is somehow about Winnipeg. Sure, it's probably all <laughs> hockey and science. Well, I guess not science. Hockey and beer. Yeah. 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 Uh, well done. Yes, I really didn't think anybody was going to get that one. Really? She, yeah. she does not think Boy, much of your shape. I mean... <laughs> well, I read books. Question, question number two. Oh, wait. Here comes We're going to pause for a second because Thank you. Oh, beer is sweet. Beer. Thank that you was so very much. quick. You guys are the best. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so this much. is the best podcast ever. Cheers. Right? Cheers. Cheers to podcasts. To podcast. Sorry. And yeah, if, if you've been to... If you've been to previous tapings, uh, we're no longer allowed to give the audience shots when they get questions right. Boo. I'll get you. I'll, I'll get you stoned Again, after the, the show. Again, the Canadian guy's not booing that. What the? Please write your San Francisco City Council person to have them fix the liquor laws so we can do that again. Here we go. Question number two: Astronomers have just discovered what on Mars? Ungayo. A giant lake. Absolutely correct. <laughs> okay, okay. I booked I booked a comedian stoner, yeah, the stoner for comedian a reason. It's not who I was expecting to be this The reason is I have a room. wide range of can interests. We, can we just listen to Ngayo tell us stories about science? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away, it was a period of civil war. What do you know? Do you know about the lake? Did you read about it? Uh, it's is it like under the polar cap or something? They found it, it's and it's way a down big south. body of water. 
Yeah, they, it's covered in ice. Uh, it's extremely cold. It's colder than any known place on Earth known to harbor life. But it is still probably liquid water, so they think it's very salty and probably saltier than anything known to harbor life on Earth. So colder and saltier, but who knows, it might still have life because it's water. Because life finds a way. Exactly. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) I get that all the time. Yeah. No, you're a dead ringer. (laughs) I suspect you consume similar amounts of weed. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god From it all makes sense now about Jeff Goldblum yeah yeah <laughs> alright question number three scientists have successfully revived what after they were frozen in permafrost for 3,000 years Jen earthworms wormy oh. things mm. parasites <laughs> ancient parasitic worms you know what I'm only going to say you're wrong because you're a scientist oh. and I'm going to need you to be more precise. You said earthworms, because sure. I, this is wrong, but I want it to be Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Steve Bannon. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna come up in a question later. Uh, <laughs> Sasquatch or Steve Bannon? You wait and see. Keith. <laughs> Were they tapeworms? No, it's always tapeworms. It's never tapeworms. <laughs> it's never tapeworms. You'd be a terrible gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> Nematodes. No, there it's worms of some sort. Do you want to buzz in and say that? Worms of some sort. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is rigged. It's rigged. It is in fact uh, nematodes. I s- oh my god! You said it after you said earthworms. Oh, uh, fair enough. You're a doctor. I hold you okay, to a higher standard. Okay, I'm going to go like with phyla and everything for the next question. Yes, the Pleistocene era worms uh, were pulled out of Arctic permafrost and revived, which offers just a tiny bit of hope to all the gullible people who paid to have their heads cryogenically frozen. It's true. <laughs> you know, tiny bit of hope. It's true. It's tiny bullshit. Bit. It's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> question number four. What animal's mating call can tell you the temperature? Kishore. Nematodes. <laughs> Kishore, I'm going to give you points if you can imitate a nematode mating call. From me. Here's the thing. C. elegance doesn't have a sense of sound, so there's no, there's no mating call at all. Sorry, if you had made any weird sound, I would have given you points. Ngayo. Uh, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> what animal's mating call can oh, tell right. you the Crickets. temperature? How are you so smart? That's a classic. You can count them. You count them per minute, and then you divide or multiply or some shit. You add 30. It's like centigrade. And then you find out what the temperature is. And that's is. it. That's there some Boy Scout shit right there. It's uh, like centigrade. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Right? You just add 32 You double it, to it. add 32 or some shit like that. Crickets are cold-blooded, so they're uh, very much influenced by the temperature around them. <laughs> yeah. He was not expecting you to get all of these. No, no, I, actually, I know him. He's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when the temperature goes up, it uh, makes the, the chemical reaction that allows them to snap their muscles so fast to make that chirping sound, uh, it makes it more frequent. 
So to figure out the temperature, listen to a cricket chirp for 14 seconds, and you take the number of times it chirped and add 40, and that is the temperature in Fahrenheit. Boom. Right? Yeah. In in case you're ever stranded on a desert island full of crickets and you need to know how hot it is. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you brought your stopwatch. (laughs) Question number five. Speaking of the order Orthoptera, what do we call a grasshopper when it ODs on serotonin? And Gaio. Stephen Miller. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not enough laughs from the audience. Damn it. I'm deducting points. I should have tried again. Uh, Jen. Depressed? <laughs> ODs on Sarah. Well, but they might be different. I thought like they would, they would ask different because, That's you know, true. they have different neurotransmitters and That's they work true. in different ways. And so I was kind of trying to think opposite and that mm-hmm. uh, didn't work out. No, you're, Lunch? you're wrong. All right. <laughs> All right. Keith. Dad. So sorry. It's up to me, everyone. It's, up, it's, up it's to on you. you. It's on you. Kishore. A cricket that is 40 degrees Fahrenheit. No no callbacks don't work. Okay. Nope. <laughs> no, not, not to 10 seconds ago when it wasn't funny. <laughs> no. I should lose oh. 200 points. Oh, it's harsh. Go ahead and buzz in again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Keith. An ambulance. <laughs> I'm going to give you points just for making Ngayo laugh that hard. <laughs> no, this blew my mind when I learned it this week. This is not an actual like news story. This has been known for some time. Um, a grasshopper with an injection of serotonin becomes a locust. They're the exact same species. Really? Yes. Wow. You know, so funny, they're like manic I... depressive. Yeah. I so, thought that this was the science news quiz show. So Shut wait, your face. Did so I the go in the wrong door? It's old news. So the end of times is just a bunch of happy grasshoppers? Yes. <laughs> so what in general happens is a bunch of grasshoppers, when the food runs low, it triggers this reaction that gives them the injection of serotonin, and it, it makes this swarm behavior, and they turn from these, like, chilled out, happy green grasshoppers into these like angry brown swarming locusts that go from food source to food source devouring it all they can. And it is possible for them to then revert back to grasshopper, but it takes several days and it's practically unheard of in the wild. They're like the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jiminy Cricket becomes the Hulk. He's just hangry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's the hangry hawk of the insect world. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Now we I know. And cool. we just got the name for this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hangry hawk of the insect world. That's a load off my mind tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hung over. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Question number six. How can a moderate amount of alcohol improve your next trip abroad? <laughs> Jen. Uh, affect your sleep circadian rhythm. Good tragedy. And Gaio. It lowers your standards. <laughs> you got to laugh, so I'm giving it to you, but that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Any other guess? This is an actual science news item, Keith. So oh, good. I expect you to get this at any You moment. lose points for that last one. <laughs> no, I gain points. I'm winning now. <laughs> there. <laughs> Sure. A moderate amount of alcohol helps you do accents, which lets you communicate easier. <laughs> you said that with a straight face. That's pretty impressive. I'm going to give it 
Gravity. What? <laughs> yeah. Kishore is basically right. Uh, That's so- all I hope for, is basically right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Uh, so, yeah, uh, research shows that... Uh, so. The really cool thing about this, this is an actual study that was done. The researchers went in with a hypothesis that they ended up proving wrong, which is my favorite type of research, because they still got an interesting result. Uh, They thought that if they gathered a bunch of Germans who attended a university in the Netherlands, and they gave half of them alcohol, and, uh, (laughs) and then the other half no alcohol, and then they made them debate a topic in Dutch in front of native Dutch speakers who didn't know whether or not the students had been drinking... Uh, they thought that the buzz students would think that they spoke more fluently, but were in fact worse. But what they found was that the buzz students did way better than the sober students. Uh, be- probably because, for the same reason why you think you play pool better after a beer or two, it's enough to take the edge off. You no longer worry about your diction right. and syntax. You just sort of go for it. And the native Dutch speakers rated the buzz students as being better. How many beers until the Germans turned into locusts? (laughs) That's a valid question. I should get 100 points back. So that minus 200. (laughs) All right, go ahead and buzz in. There you go. Uh, it is a, it's a fair question, actually. I do want to mention that it's not drunk. It's not like slurring your speech drunk. It's just like one drink. Like pool. It's that sweet spot. Exactly. Right? When you're playing pool, when you're Social like a beer and a half in, yeah. and you're running the table, and you finish that beer, and then you're ass. And you're like, this is working great. Let's no. bet $100 a game. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm speaking English yet? Because I've had one beer. Yeah. No, no, no. You're perfect. You're Your not... English is very good. <laughs> I feel at home now. This is this feels yeah. like America. I mean, you still have the Canadian accent, but you know. <laughs> All right. Question number seven. A new study sponsored by Pepsi claims that if you're lacking concentration, you may need to do what? Sure. Drink Coke. <laughs> I'm giving it to you. Yes. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Is drink uh, the right verb? <laughs> you just wanted me to, to say Coke. Snort Coke. <laughs> No, uh, the study in question says that you need to hydrate. Uh, how long does it take to become... Okay, so mildly dehydrated is what the study found that can impact your, uh, your thinking. And so once you're mildly dehydrated, you need to hydrate or else you're going to have muddled thinking. Everyone knows that corn syrup and is here's the best. A, <laughs> here's a quote <laughs> from this study. And if you, if you can't, like, I do need to put it out there. I do think that this is mostly a bullshit study. Um, Wait, the <laughs> study funded by Pepsi may not be accurate? It might be bullshit. <laughs> And it's like mildly dehydrated. That sounds quite serious. Like I could be mildly dehydrated right now. So could be a direct quote. <laughs> uh, how long does it take to become mildly dehydrated in the summer heat? Not long at all. If I were hiking at a moderate intensity for one hour, <laughs> I could reach about one point five percent dehydration. <laughs> So, yeah, if you're hiking for an hour under the summer sun... You might want to drink a Pepsi. Drink a Pepsi. But I have to, I have to argue with the drinking a Coke as being the valid answer because caffeine's a diuretic. It should be drinking water. I'm, I'm going to agree with her that my answer is incorrect based well, on the study results. Well, <laughs> the study been... results don't say actually drink Coke or Pepsi. They say well, yeah, rehydrate. You said drink Coke, and 
I didn't get my point because I said earthworm instead of worm. So how come what the precision here look, is look, not? Look, Ooh, Canadian Jesus. fight. Let it go. Oh, Canadian God. fight. I let nothing go. Women, okay. am I right? God. Wow, if that wasn't an advertisement for an OBGYN, I oh. never let it go. So <laughs> Ugh. I'm glad you said. It. Yeah. yeah, we don't drop anything. Yeah. That said, I do. I don't want to argue with a doctor, but <laughs> caffeine is a diuretic. But with most caffeinated beverages, there's not enough caffeine to make up for the amount of water you're taking in. Well, it's so. more the precision aspect of no, the I answer agree. that I'm bothered no, I get, by. You're just angry and you're lashing. I out. am angry and I'm lashing. You. You're gonna, a locust. You're gonna catch up there. You're gonna catch up. I can feel it. I'm very competitive. (laughs) Question number eight. A Harvard study suggests that students did worse on tests in the summertime if they didn't have what? Sex. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Wasn't enough of a reaction from the audience. You laughed, though. You laughed. It was a pity laugh. (laughs) Better than pity sex. Oh, that's hard. There you go. I think I just grabbed his points. Oh, did you? You know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I want to reward that type of sneakiness. Well done. Well done, Keith. Because sure, what do you think? Students from Harvard need a trust fund. Jen, enough sleep. I'm so sorry. Wait, wait. No. I was actually was a little buzzed in, and you just took the points away from me. That you gave me. All right, everything evens out. Everything evens out. Jen, do you uh, want to try again? No, I did have a, uh, air conditioning. Keith, uh, do you want to buzz in? And then say? Air conditioning. Correct. Oh! But you basically got even points there. Was this study only conducted in the summer in Boston? I literally said in In the the question. He said in in the summertime. So so the answer is yes. Yes. Well, we already know that if you're mildly dehydrated, you're not going to think as clearly. I'm only 1.4% dehydrated Drink drink some more of that beer, Kishore. Come on, chug it. Then you'll be ready to go. Is beer yes. diuretic? Uh, extreme heat yes. makes people unable to think straight. It was a tiny sample size, <laughs> but it does jive with other similar studies that suggest that uh, when we're subjected to extreme temperature changes, yeah, we are unable to think clearly. And so the same is true for students in the hot summertime. So an I air conditioner problem. broke in Boston, and they were like, we're doing a study. Yeah, I, have a problem with, I, I have a problem with clearly underpowered studies. Well, okay, and here, buzz in again, Jen. Wait, wait, gonna, wait. was here. that an air conditioning joke? Well, it was kind of a pun on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get a room. <laughs> I am going to give you some points because the study itself didn't factor in sleep deprivation, which when you don't have air conditioning can go up, and they do know that sleep deprivation can impact it. Uh, Cha, grades. yeah. So. <laughs> so you got those points. Well done, Jen. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Question number nine. New research from Purdue University shows that Airbnb rentals can boost the economy in a neighborhood, but only if that neighborhood has what characteristic? Because sure. An Oracle conference. (laughs) Wow. Wow. 
really pandering to the audience, but I'm going to give you points. I'm giving you points for it, but I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> no one likes the Oracle Conference. <laughs> you grudge pointed him. Again, uh, Airbnb rentals boost the economy in a neighborhood, but only if that neighborhood has what characteristic? Any other guesses? Ngayo. Lots of white people. Absolutely correct. <laughs> I feel like lots of white people is the answer to a lot of questions. <laughs> other what cause can of I a say? lot of problems. I hate white people. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, if, if a neighborhood is mostly white, they found that Airbnb rentals, uh, the people renting the places tend to stay in the neighborhood and frequent the restaurants. But for those budget travelers who get the Airbnbs in mostly black or Latino neighborhoods, they end up going to the white neighborhoods for their brunches. I'll and- tell you, they're missing out on a lot of good-ass yeah. food, too. Yeah. Yeah. That is Agreed. a big mistake. Agreed. That's Rest in peace, mistake. Jonathan Gold. <laughs> they're stupid. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Now I want a taco. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, everyone, it's a, I always want a Jonathan taco. Gold fans here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I nope. love that guy. Um, question number 10. Sorry, this is kind of a long round. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we have somewhere to be. Good point. Yeah, right. No, we're going to be here all night. Question number 10. Most drivers don't think it's dangerous to do what while driving? What? Jen. Text. Absolutely correct. <laughs> In fact, it makes you six times more likely to get in an accident. But yeah, most people surveyed were like, no, it's fine. We can do this. So just only do it five times. Yeah, and then so long as you don't die, yeah. you just never do it Something again. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> a cell phone is involved in one quarter of all collisions in the United States. There's a phone. A car is involved in 100%. <laughs> so. I like it. I, um,. I spun a pokey stop on my way here in the car. <laughs> <laughs> You're still people still play that? Yeah, no, it's back in. It's back in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool now again. I play Pokemon I'm... Ho. <laughs> just, is that like, is it that shows me like where the easy Tinder? girls are. Is that just Tinder? <laughs> I was the food near the I throw Pokemon dick at Ho you. Stop. <laughs> it's gotta be good. <laughs> the Pokemon Ho yeah, stuff. Yeah. The food's good. It's, it's, a, a, it's a Jamaican Hawaiian fish place. Pokemon. <laughs> Rebecca, stop this. Stop this now. That was an excellent slow burn joke. Wow. That was amazing. Wow. All right. And Gaio, go ahead and buzz in. I'm going to give you points for making both you and Kishore giggle like school children. Wait, we can get points for laughing at our own jokes. Uh, only in Gaio. Depends how, how good you are at it. Yeah. <laughs> I should not try that. Question number 11. Geologists have just discovered more than a quadrillion tons of what under the Earth's surface? A quadrillion tons of what under the Earth's surface? Wow. Keith. Locusts. <laughs> now, now, if you make those callbacks, you've got to make them count. Ngayo. <laughs> Ngayo. I'm going to go with helium. Helium. Unfortunately, mm. yeah, yeah, helium. We, need, that was we have like almost guess. no that was helium. A big guess. Yeah, we're like. But you know, yeah. when you're talking about a quadrillion tons of something, you're gonna want something with mass. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, like a lot of it. That's I'm not how mass works. No, that is really not a quadrillion tons of helium. Still wears a quadrillion. Thank you. Tons. Feathers yeah. and, and yeah, bricks. Seriously. I'm just saying to be like, oh, you know, you if you're gonna it? make jokes, make them scientifically accurate. A whole lot more than what. 
that could be contained under the earth. Uh, Jed. I was just going to go with fossil fuels. Unfortunately. I'm sorry. Kishore. Let it be gold. You're so close. Bullshit from the Trump administration. The correct answer is diamonds. Uh, How are diamonds diamonds. to gold? Uh, because they're, they're precious, uh, precious metal things. Because well, people precious. think yeah, they're, well, yeah. they're yeah. people pay too much money for them. <laughs> Where did they find this quadrillion uh, tons of diamonds? So just under the Earth's crust, uh, they're deep in the middle of tectonic plates. So they're far too deep for us to reach right now. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Elon Musk. Is so on. for I now, was you're say he's sending a sub. Unfortunately. <laughs> Your engagement rings are going to have to continue coming from the bloodied hands of children. <laughs> uh, well, that's how you know it's love. <laughs> uh, don't worry. They'll be laundered through Canada, and they'll tell you that they're uh, conflict-free, so it'll be fine. Come on, Canada guy! <laughs> He's like, hey! Uh, that's yay. how he makes his money. He's like, yeah, she's right about that. Blood yeah, drain. yeah. All right, that's the end of that round. Let's see how we're doing. Looks like Ngayo's in first place. Six hundred points. Uh, we've got a tie for second place. Jen and Keith tied with negative one hundred. You know, it was a small study group, but I found that a little bit of weed before a quiz show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can really help. Uh, and then bringing up the rear still is Kishore, negative 300. Yeah. Yeah. My man. I'm playing golf rules. I'm yeah. doing really Fair well. Enough. You're going low. Go low. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Hey, listen. You're saying your game is under par, so. Question. Oh. Oh, the golf smack talk is yeah. really, really yeah. stings. It's on. <laughs> He's subpar, that's all. Round number three. Round three, the category is dicks. Dicks. <laughs> is this the hamburger joint in Seattle? I thought this was last month. I mean, it's... it's a, Every month. <laughs> it's dick month, Keith. If you only get learning, dicks once I'm a learning. month. As a reminder, uh, the dicks are both metaphorical and literal. <laughs> Question number one. White supremacist GOP congressional nominee Denver Ringelman, Riggleman is apparently into erotica involving what mythical creature? I have a friend! It's Bigfoot it erotica! I like how you have to be really specific about which white supremacist yeah. GOP congressman. Yeah. There are several. This is the only one that we know of is into Bigfoot erotica. It can't be. There's, there's always more than one. Yeah. But they also, come in threes. This show is supremely woke, so I do want to say we're not kink shaming anyone who's into Bigfoot. No, we're erotica. GOP shaming like, him. Look, we've all had weird sexual fantasies about John Lithgow in Harry and the Hendersons. We've all been there. This yeah. is the best time to be a liberal ever. Because <laughs> hearing your friends have serious conversations about shaming someone for their Bigfoot lust <laughs> is just the fucking best. It's true. Right. Uh, he doesn't seem embarrassed. He posted it on his Instagram nice. for all to see. Um, and he also published a book called Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him. <laughs> <laughs> He's already out as a white supremacist. Right. That was <laughs> and that's why I just want to underline the fact so that... So wait, does he have any like, cuckold fantasies about Bigfoot? Why or? did you have to bring that into it? Why couldn't it just be a pure fetish for Bigfoot's Because of what the book Because the about. book is called Women Who Want Bigfoot. Like... Yeah, but he's maybe in the fantasy he's Bigfoot. It, that was not specified. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I haven't think you read can the download book. it from Amazon for ninety nine cents. Yeah, yeah. Along with my movie, Why Lie I Need a Drink. Actually, and Gaio, 
could could like all of us download the book and then we'll do like a podcast later where we talk sure. about we'll it. All little... this proves is that white people can publish anything. <laughs> They're like, this is crazy. Yeah, dream big. Dream big. <laughs> um and yeah, that's not the reason why he shouldn't be elected. He shouldn't be elected because he's a white supremacist. You had me at GOP. But, yes. About yeah. not being yeah. elected. He's a white supremacist who wants to fuck Bigfoot. So. Uh, question Only two. one of those things is wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> two guesses. Question number two. A libertarian think tanker sponsored by the Koch brothers this week accidentally proved that what would save two trillion dollars? The thing. Medi-Cal for all. Is that what it's called? That's not what it's called, is it? Is it called Medi-Cal? I'm going to go with it. Medicare, what she said. What's your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all blue shield. We'll go with Medicare. Medicare for all. Uh, yeah, I'm staying with it. I'm staying at, Well, I don't have anything else. So. Yes, take it. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> Why do you yes. do that to me? Yes. You're a mean, know. mean lady, Rebecca. I like I, to see you sweat through your Argyle sweater. <laughs> I was so excited coming to San Francisco where I could wear a sweater. <laughs> it's 140 degrees in Sacramento right yeah, now. Why do you live in that horrible place? Did you I, check I the just crickets want to say, so you knew right. the temperature? I counted the crickets and it's 140 degrees. There's a second correct answer to this question, and it's not giving rich people a $2 trillion tax cut also would save us $2 trillion. That's true, but... A libertarian think tanker didn't publish a study about it. So that's what we're looking for. Uh, this guy published a study saying this is how much uh, single-payer health care is going to cost. And then when you actually read through the details, it turns out it's going to actually save us $2 trillion. Whoops. Oopsie. <laughs> Thanks, Koch brothers, for the first time. Well, ever. they're supporting Democrats now, they said. Are they? <laughs> I did see um, something about Trump fans calling them the Cuck Brothers. Now, yeah, yeah. So they're so original with their insults. I they love really it. are. Cuck is such a great word, though. We should reclaim it. Cuck a doodle doo. You know. Okay. Question number three. All right. Uh, a couple of dicks recently smuggled a shark out of an aquarium by disguising it as what? Ungayo. A baby. Absolutely yeah. correct. Well done, Ungayo. <laughs> I, I have follow-up questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you got? What do you uh, got? Uh, <laughs> yeah. How? The idiots are located in San Antonio. Uh, one idiot is named Anton Shannon, which sounds like what someone would call San Antonio if you were drunk, which I <laughs> thought was great. Um, he uh, went to an aquarium with two friends. He grabbed a gray horned shark named Miss Helen out of a petting pool. <laughs> Aww. Wrapped it in a wet blanket and threw it in a baby carriage and walked out. And according to a local news report, and I quote, as the thieves started to leave the aquarium, Salvaggio said staff noticed water dripping from the carriage, prompting them to follow the trio. In the parking lot, Shannon brushed off her quest to look inside the carriage, saying, quote, they were heading out to get their baby medication because it was sick. <laughs> so sick that it was a shark and dripping water out of the carriage. <laughs> Uh, after they left, the staff reviewed the security footage, confirmed a theft had occurred, and then called the police. The police went. They actually got the shark back. The shark is now recovering. It's recovering? I thought it was going to die. They were like, this shark is going to die. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's basically in intensive care. Okay. But I think I just did a... a, a you guys all sad about this shark? Right? I, I mean, yeah. we're, we're uh, all worried. Should, should there be it makes such... Me- 
It makes me proud for the detective work that went into this. This is amazing. Indeed. That amazing is definitely not story. a baby. <laughs> Jesus, lady, what but, an ugly wait, baby. Hang on, hang on, we need a witness. I've seen some <laughs> ugly babies in my time. That is not a baby. Wait, You're going to need a bigger stroller. Wait, wait, wait. We need to call in Dr. Jen Gunter, OBGYN. Is this a baby? <laughs> Too bad Vicky Vasquez, who was here Our last shark? week or last Expert. month, isn't here as well. She Should there well. be right. a such thing as a shark petting zoo? Maybe these we got the wrong bad I guys here. Maybe they were liberating this shark from being poked by obnoxious children all day. I can answer that by saying no. The police reported that the aquarium they had dumped the shark into was much worse than the petting. It's aquarium. like a goldfish bowl. <laughs> I gotta yeah. live here. Yeah, it's like this is fine. All right. Yeah, so the, but the shark How is now How much math recovering. do you have to do? Great question. <laughs> Before Great you're like, we're going to steal a shark mm-hmm. and dress it up as a baby mm-hmm. and take it back to our house. Here's the craziest thing is that there's no details yet as of this recording, but there are other animals they found inside the home that, quote, should not be there. Wow. So, you know what? After hearing about these lovely people, yeah. I'm going to say any animal didn't belong. Should yeah. not be there. Yeah. Humans. Humans. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number four. Category is dicks. Two, two Melbourne scientists claim against all other scientific evidence that what is shrinking men's penises? Jen. Uh, 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 the cold weather. I'm sorry? Cold weather. <laughs> I believe we I should accept that answer. There's evidence for that. I conducted a study, a small sample size. Right. <laughs> Emphasis on small. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give her the points on that yeah, one. Yeah, you got, you got the points. Any disagreement, gentlemen? <laughs> no, got, no, please. No. <laughs> she is... Factually correct. Uh, that's totally correct. Let's move on. Yeah, I read this study about people. No, no, no. We don't need to discuss any further. Let's move on. Wow. Wow. You know what? All right. Yes, Keith. Feminism. <laughs> Final Wait, answer. What, be more specific. What kind of feminism? Communist kind. I don't know. <laughs> No. Radical, Fem. Was that what you were looking for? <laughs> um, you're wrong, but I'm going to give you points just for following up Jen's answer. Like, for not being afraid to jump in there. Because I read answer. the article and I can't remember. <laughs> I remember reading this. This is quite the ad for that weed you did before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. He did. He's perfectly sober. Here. Uh, so what shrinks This is quite the ad for being sober. Yeah, I'm drinking can I, can soda some, water. Can I add another one? How about endocrine disruptors? Can you in be plastic? more specific? Uh, well, chemicals in plastic. Absolutely correct. Well done, Jen. Plastic is shrinking our wieners. Yeah. So uh, it's two sides. They're making headlines saying that the increase in our use of BPAs is leading to an increase in a, uh, d- a disorder that happens uh, that's doubled basically in the last 10 years or so uh, with newborn boys being born with a penile disorder that uh, causes a lot of different problems. They have not proved a anything penile more. disorder? Penile? I can call cold weather a disorder now. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait a minute. It's, so it's, does it make your 
penis smaller or does it make you sterile? Uh, a little bit from column A, a little from column B. I think it causes a lot of different problems. It's sort of a, I don't know, maybe... But the one who would like to go to, on. like, based on Ungaya's look on his face, <laughs> who BPA wants to go just replace all the plastic in his house tonight? <laughs> oh, this no. is great because Ungaya's not going to hit on. the plastic button anymore. He's all, fuck that! Just to be clear, this isn't a retroactive thing Let's happening to men's penises. I have no problem. This is <laughs> pregnant women using plastics and giving birth oh, to please boys please do. Please do. with the penis disorders. <laughs> 100 points for the audience. All right. 100 points for the audience. You're now ahead of most of the panel. <laughs> Anyway, it's only correlation right now. No causation proved at all. We need more. No, evidence. the ca- cold weather it's, is it's, causation. It's not just uh, that. It's not the cold weather. Mother Nature thinks there's enough humans on the planet. All right, and again, it's not. It's it's for babies being born right now. You're not going to get a little penis oh, by touching plastic. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you looked worried. That's oh no no no. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna conduct an experiment. <laughs> is it helping? Is it working? I'm I'm just glad you're not touching me. Question number five. According to research just published in Nature, approximately 74% of men's penises are what? Ngayo. Cute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving giving you points for the facial expression. (laughs) It's all in the delivery. <laughs> Sent unsolicited over not, the internet. That no. is a surprising result. Not too. what I'm we looking were, for. We uh, were not expecting that. Not what I'm looking for. No. Uh, 74% of men, and you could even say, like, it's usually applied to the men, this term. 74% of men are what? Uh, oh, I was, well, was going to go with crooked, but, you know, like a little bend, you know. You're, oh, crooked. I yeah, thought you said yeah. cricket. I thought you were doing a callback. No, no. Uh, no, I'm so no. sorry. Oh, okay. So sorry. Uh, Should she clock in so she could lose those points? She I, already I did. did. Don't okay, worry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really wow. excited. Wow, Drew. <laughs> Calm down. She won last You're time. You're taking it really seriously. He's being so mean to me. All before the show, he's like, listen, you don't have to take it super seriously. It's just a, <laughs> just a game. Uh, I've never won, and I've been on more than anybody. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. So 74% of men are what? This is um, the opposite of what men try to brag about when you're seeing their penis for the first time. Keith. Tiny? 74% of men are tiny. Not what I'm looking for. Uh, you're not looking delay. for a tiny dick, huh? <laughs> Never what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. sorry. Everyone's always looking it's for the tiny personal. It's nothing personal. Any so other cool. guesses? If they're big enough, you don't have to look well, for their them. Their penises are smaller than they think. No? Can you... What would you call that? Maybe. Like their, like their circumference is smaller If you were to say, think? I'm a blank, not a blank. The audience knows it. Any, not an Audi. <laughs> Show... <laughs> A shower? A grower, not a shower? Am I that the one? Oh, sugar I got buzzing. I think you got it. Also, fuck you, Rebecca. Oh. Seventy-four percent of men are what audience? 
Showers, absolutely correct. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs> oh, this I is love, where we would have bought you a drink if we were. I love on. this. There is an actual study published in Nature, one of the premier High impact factor on that one. About showers versus growers. And they found that, uh, so they look at 274 penises uh, while flaccid and erect. And they found that the median change in length was four centimeters. 26% of men were growers with a mean length change of 5.3 centimeters, while 74% were showers with a change of 3.1 centimeters. They found that growers tend to end up with larger erect penises. Thank you. <laughs> and now we all know too much about Ngayo. I think you know just enough. <laughs> I would and say too much. If you'd like to much. learn more, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Can you be both? I think I followed you earlier. You can't be both. You're either above or below the (laughs) centimeter range. Follow him on Twitter, but not on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want him sliding into those DMs. Or not on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. You can't. No nudity on Instagram. Snapchat, you can be naked. (laughs) I like like how you're like, here's the way around that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the 21st century, homie. Embrace technology. Question number six. According to a study performed by the movie review website Rotten Tomatoes, movies starring Tom Cruise tend to make more money at the box office the more they feature Cruise doing what? Keith. Taking a shirt off. Incorrect. I'm so sorry. They make more money the more Cruise... Espouses the virtue of Scientology. Damn it. Always more Xenu. Jen, the more he doesn't kiss a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Kishore? I'm just going to go with, um, does some stunts. No. Sorry. No. Lip syncs. Runs. Ooh, sorry. Uh, (laughs) That was me, I think. Audience at home, don't worry. Everything is going just fine. Someone call an ambulance. Everything is fine. Is there a doctor wait, wait, in the wait. house? Praise oh. Zenu. Praise Zenu, everyone. Oh. He is mad. <laughs> he is angry. Hey. The gods of science. sure brought it back. May the Thetans help us. Uh, the more, the more <laughs> Tom Cruise runs. I was hoping you guys would say something about his dick because this is in the category of the dicks. The more he but... runs? Yeah, he yeah. He runs a lot. I just saw the new Mission Impossible and he, there's a lot of running. Like, no spoilers. And, and how was it? Pos- it's actually quite good. Oh, see? You know, I mean, and, you know, I mean, I, there wasn't anything else to do that night. Well, so. <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself. It's fine. <laughs> we won't cruise. Uh, yes. How dare you see that movie? <laughs> According to Rotten Tomatoes, movies featuring crews running more than 1,000 feet. They watch all of them. They counted how far he ran. I feel bad for the interns. Yeah. Uh, Those had a higher tomatometer rating, whatever they call it, Uh, a huge 71% than the movies in which he runs less than that or not at all. And the same movies make more money at the box office with an average inflated international gross of $538 million. So, yeah, the more Tom Cruise runs, the more money he makes. So, fuck a script. Just have him run across the beach. Right. I mean, basically. Yeah, fair enough. With his shirt off. What else is he getting? Baywatch 2 featuring Tom Cruise. See, I would have guessed that it would have been how, how often he dies because that one movie where he dies over that and over again. Tomorrow? That's a good movie. It's the best Tom Cruise movie was that that's ever been Sky? made. No. <laughs> 
does he die in that? I don't mm. even remember. Something like dying. No, um, it's uh, <laughs> Emily Blunt. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. What's it called? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. It's it's good movie. Oh, that's so a great good. movie. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I and about uh, that one. it's not the best Tom Cruise movie. What's the best Tom Cruise movie? Tropic Thunder. Uh, that's you know you might have a point. I was thinking Top Gun. Cocktail. No, cocktail. No. Cocktail. No cocktail. It's not the best one. I will fight you in the street right now. Risky business, ho. Hey, she's just trying to order a drink, and like everyone's getting mad. Fair. Risky business. All right, last question from this round. Again, the round is dicks. Uh, question number seven. Alt-right pseudoscientist Jordan Peterson's daughter, Michaela oh. Peterson. <laughs> Jen? Diet made of meat. Absolutely correct. <laughs> Look, you snooze, you lose, all right? Do you want to explain it? <laughs> yeah, she's some chick whose dad is an asshole who feeds incels, who has to promote a carnivore diet because that's what men do. And so now she's got this online concierge giving people diet advice about how they should only eat meat, and she's charging $120 an hour, as one does yeah. for, for advice about eating meat. Didn't she's, Jordan Peterson claim to beat depression on an all-meat Depression diet? Yes. and arthritis. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because those are the same. You have to know he's one of those people Canada is like happy to send to the states. Is he Don't send here. That he, was yours. He's from University of Toronto. Yeah, you already are... gave us Justin Bieber. No more. Stop. Uh, well, I almost delivered Justin Bieber. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> like you were bringing him pizza. I have questions. Do tell. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. But but so I saw. So I was reading an article about Justin Bieber. And I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't really know. And, think, um, well, a, and it, yeah, that's how you pronounce I don't Justin. Know, whatever. What did, did you, you say? Did Justin you think Bieber? it was Justine Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> that's the French. Anyway, anyway, so I saw he was born at St. Joseph's Ridiculous. Hospital, and I'm like, wait a minute, I did my residency at St. Joseph's Hospital in London, Ontario. So I looked up the date he was born, and I worked back and looked at, I figured out when I would have been on call, and I did call as a senior resident every Friday because I'd never. Never let my juniors do Friday Sunday call. I was really cool. And no, um, me neither. I would never. Yeah, do we that. all did. And that. so he delivered on a Saturday, and did, I would have been on call on the Friday. So I didn't deliver him. But I thought that's pretty cool. That's, that's your brush with fame. That's my brush with fame. This, this I was almost at the same hospital <laughs> when Justin Bieber was born. This As is this newborn I child been in the hospital. Because I would have been, you know, seeing patients the next day, and his his mother would have been there. I want to point out that this actually is proof that Jen is a million times better than uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Because how easy would it have been for you to just be like, "Yeah, I delivered him." Like we wouldn't know. We would have no idea. Yeah, We're not going to check your schedule. You know that. I delivered Justin Bieber. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm actually a secret father. I believe you. <laughs> See, unlike Gwyneth Paltrow, I believe in fact check. Oh. oh. I, I just want to say that was the greatest HIPAA violation in podcast history. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now maybe that's the title of the episode. <laughs> I don't it's HIPAA. It's all publicly available. Oh, wow. Oh. Nobody even listened to it, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving you points for that. That's, Thank you very much. I appreciate a good, bad Canadian joke. All right. Oh, that's the end of that round, actually. So let's uh, check out our scores. It looks like... <laughs> what? 
Holy shit, Looks Angayo. like we got a real tight race here. We've got uh, Ngayo Bielum has 800. <laughs> In second place, we've got Jen Gunter with 100. <laughs> uh, we've got... Staff, man. Keith in third with negative 200 and Kishore negative 500. I f- feel like I'm just accelerating. <laughs> yeah, maybe great. in the wrong direction. <laughs> All right. Uh, round, <laughs> get ready for round number four. Round number four, the... The, the cap- dicks are doubled. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I was going to say we can only hope. <laughs> round four, the category is vaginas. <laughs> just one. In parentheses, and people who have them or are assumed to have them, and also what they do with them. Someone's got an unfair advantage here, Ungayo. Thank you. <laughs> are you talking about his Twitter feed again? Yeah. Let's talk about I'm on his Snapchat. <laughs> Question number one Android recently corrected an issue with their keyboards in which typing sit would recommend what phrase in autocomplete? Sure. I'm going to go with click. Sit, click? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Again, this is autocomplete, not autocorrect. Keith. Slit. Again, this is auto... I don't know the difference. This is autocomplete, not autocorrect. So, Ngayo. Sit on my face. Absolutely correct. (laughs) And tell me that you love me. I'll sit on your face and tell you I love you, too. I love to hear you oralize yes. when I'm between your thighs. You blow me away, so sit on my face and let my lips embrace you. All right. There. I'll sit on your face and tell you I love you, too. Life can be fine if we both 69, so I'll sit on my face and you'll sit on my face and we'll sit till we're blown away. Is that how you won the juggling competition? Wow. Is that a song that didn't make it into My Fair Lady? <laughs> That's a little Monty Python there. That's a Monty Python. And now we, now we owe ASCAP 70 yeah. cents. You can, you can edit it out of the podcast. <laughs> Some things are just for the live crowd. Tech blogger Corey Doctorow posted about this. He noticed it when he almost accidentally asked his babysitter if she was free to sit on his face Saturday night. <laughs> oh! can, you, can you babysit on my face? <laughs> oh, said. yeah. That's... So I think he was typing, are you available to sit on? No. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Um, he tweeted about the incident. He found other people who had the same problem, and uh, he got a note from Google saying that they were working on it. So. <laughs> Send so me this story. My divorce engineer. is going to be but, called you know, It's really sad. It makes me sad for Google engineers that they, they didn't know that that could have happened. They've probably been typing it too much. <laughs> Well, that could be wishful I mean, thinking on their part. Yeah, yeah, they're hot property around here, so. Are they? No. <laughs> Nobody's fucking them. Uh, they're fucking us. Present company excluded. Nope. Okay, no, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Uh, okay, question number two. A new study suggests that women are judged more harshly than men when they do what? Jen. When they answer questions. Oh. Keep anything at all. <laughs> That's a, it's not the actual answer I'm looking for, but I know how to pander. <laughs> Is anything pandering though? That's like 
a fairly objective truth. Not what I'm looking for, though. This study did look at a specific thing that women did. Do we have any guesses from this side of the table? Ngayo. Express an opinion. <laughs> uh, you're close. Do you want to make it, do you want to try to get more specific? Like what kind of opinion? About men. No, not what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm going to go with express a fact. That Unfortunately, no. 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 I'm sorry. What I'm looking for is say shitty things on the internet. <laughs> so <laughs> researchers asked subjects to review comments that were made to look as though they were said by either a man or a woman and to flag the comments that they found offensive. And subjects were most likely to balk at offensive comments made by women uh, possibly, according to the researchers, due to the fact that women are just expected to be more empathetic. Um, but lending credence to that stereotype from the same study, female subjects were more likely than male subjects to actually flag offensive comments. So they were more likely to notice when did shit they, was going down. Did they take into account that women have a well-documented uh, propensity for talking shit more brutally? No, because... <laughs> Because y'all are good at it. Most people don't realize it, Ah. (laughs) how good we are. (laughs) What's really happening here is that we're undervaluing women's Women's shit talking. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I experience that every day on Twitter and it hurts me deeply. You've made a career of it. Yeah, I mean, that's basically all I do on Twitter. I've I've read your Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a hater. Uh, Question number three. What animal has evolved a clockwise spiral vagina? Jen. A duck. Absolutely correct. And why is that? Well, because the penises are a, cor- are a corkscrew. No one asked you. <laughs> I'm talking to Jen now. Because <laughs> the penises are corkscrew. Ah, uh, always blaming the men again. <laughs> well, it's because ducks are kind of rapey, too. That's right? why are, it yeah. is. Ducks well, are extremely rapey. And yeah, it's like a, an evolutionary arms race yes. in which... Uh, yeah, uh, female ducks, in order to uh, get out of the advances of male ducks, got this twirly vagina, and then ducks ended up evolving a corkscrew penis. But you really have to, like, I mean, if you've been to a club, you have to admire the tenacity <laughs> of female ducks to, like, go so far as to evolve over several generations to not get fucked. Well, you know, actually, I can give you a cool uterine fact. That I would love a cool like uterine fact. We need a special song a like, for the cool uterine fact. It's Jen's bah, cool bah, bah. uterine fact. Off the cuff. Yeah. Off the cuff. Yeah. That's why uh, females have the heaviest periods. Because we've evolved a thicker lining of the uterus to make basically the embryo work for it. So we actually make sure we get good quality embryos and bad quality embryos are going to get washed out with the flesh. What do you mean it, women have the heaviest periods? Don't all, women com- have the only No, no, compared <laughs> no, no. to females, compared to all, all other mammals. animals. Oh, all humans. Mammals. I thought, yeah. all right, so it makes more sense that way. Have the, have the heaviest periods yeah. and that's menstruation because most animals except for um, bats and one kind of primate and a shrew, elephant shrews, um, have menstruation. They all, other, all the other ones have estrus. Um, but we have the heaviest periods of all because we need to make the embryo work for it because we've got to make sure the dude has given us something good. Otherwise, psh, you know, flush that shit out. And this has been... <laughs> a uterine moment with Jen Gunter. <laughs> 
really wish I had had you telling me that in seventh grade when I was in like gym class bleeding into my sweatpants. <laughs> like, hey, this is just to make sure you're not going to end up pregnant at By 14. an asshole. <laughs> yeah. By yeah. some no, weak no, sniveling coward. Just by coward. somebody with yeah. shitty genetics. Yeah. Sperm, yeah. yeah. Fucking Brian Lukasiewicz. Get mm. out of here. <laughs> I should I should bleep that in the podcast. <laughs> was, That's the uh, actual name of my is first still boyfriend. <laughs> I can't wait to look that up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. My mom called me the other day. She said, "You know who's cute still, Brian Lukasiewicz." <laughs> like it's not going to happen, mom. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Maybe it's not too late for her. No, yeah, he didn't have cool enough transformers. I dumped him. <laughs> you know, it was hard to get in seventh grade. Question number four. Vaginas may be depicted in the world's oldest what? The world's oldest what might depict vaginas, Jen? Book. Incorrect. (laughs) Keith. Cave painting. Ooh. You're wrong. You're so close. You're so close. You're so close. You said the wrong thing, Ngaio. Temple. Did you say dimple? Temple. Oh, temple. <laughs> a vagina is a temple. temple. How, did that, how did that follow ooh so close on cave painting? You went to temple? <laughs> it's like a cave. It's an open area with... So is a vagina. Yeah, well, depends. <laughs> Are you calling vaginas capacious? <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> and tight. Jen's using words I don't understand again. <laughs> it means they wear capes. Because oh. sure, do you want to... <laughs> Do you want to take a guess? Yeah. Well, I guess you could call the clitoral hood like a cape. Yeah. <laughs> it's got superpowers. Super vagina. And it's been another Jen's uterine moment. <laughs> no, that the clitoris isn't yeah. the uterus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Picture a man in a boat. Okay. It shouldn't okay. be a man in a boat. It should be a woman in a boat. Picture a person in a kayak. <laughs> kayak, okay. What's sad is I've always thought of as a man in a boat. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you. Keep going. No. Why would there be a fucking man in the boat? It's He's got work woman. to do. This is the patriarchy rules. Patriarchy has problems. Really Jen has had one drink. because a man was looking at it. <laughs> Imagine Jen on two drinks. <laughs> I just like to talk about the clitoris. Bartender? Who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? The correct answer I was looking for was cave art. You said cave painting. It's actually... (laughs) Ruling from our Canadian friend? I logged back in so you could give me those points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's real. (laughs) It's like the scene at a breakfast club right now. I know, but now I'm beating Kisher. Just waiting. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the audience at home has no idea what's going on, and that's what they get for not coming down look, here and joining us. Look, I, I associated a uterine moment with a clitoris. Like, I need to lose some points. I mean, yeah, but you want to lose points, so I'm not going to make and that And you're happen. losing something so much more valuable <laughs> with your lack of anatomical look, knowledge. The point, the point 
point being that there are there's cave paintings. This was actually an engraving. It was a carving, and that's what makes it different. So you said painting. I couldn't give you the points, uh, but it might be the oldest. So you know, this is not new news. This uh, happened back in like 2012. And uh, archaeologists found these carvings of vaginas and vulvas, basically. Wait, Mostly vulvas. And engraving. Are you like sure they weren't making a pocket cave? pussy? Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. The world's that, first flashlight? So the paintings, the paintings had, had previously been found uh, and dated to about you know, you like 35 to 40,000 years ago. Did you say ago. paintings? Pain- paintings, yes. <laughs> The original paintings that were considered the world's oldest cave art oh, okay. of mammoths and things like that, those were dated to like 37,000 years ago. And this uh, engraving was dated to about the same time period, might be older. But the interesting thing is that the paintings of them like hunting things and whatever are hidden way back deep in caves, while the engravings of vulvas were Right at the front where people lived and slept and yeah. worked. You think, you think the women carved them like, listen, this is where the fucking clit is, I right mean, here. <laughs> yeah. Good God, Og. With an arrow pointing, like, right here. Get your shit together. And so what you're saying is Picture it- a wildebeest in a boat. <laughs> A female wildebeest. And, and what you're saying is it took the scientists a long time to find them. Oh. Yes. Even though they were right up front. I want to give you points for that. <laughs> Giving you points for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number five. New research suggests that people are more likely to be good romantic partners if they read what? Sure. Cave etchings. <laughs> you finally made a good callback, so I'm giving you points. <laughs> it's not what I'm looking for. By the way, she's very like serious about drawings versus like paintings and versus carvings and drawings are different but things. She was fine with. Yeah. If you want to see, let me draw something on your dick. <laughs> yeah, then you'll know the difference between a drawing and a carving. <laughs> Oh, Fair enough. yeah. <laughs> it's hard. She's thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well. yeah, he's definitely weighing the odds here. <laughs> Welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. That's a punchline to this joke. Yeah. I'll tell you in the park. I know that one. <laughs> Classic joke. <laughs> joke number 23. <laughs> That's another callback to another joke. Uh, any other? <laughs> Would you repeat the question? Because I don't even yeah, remember what I we're talking about. Too. Um, new research suggests that people are more likely to be good romantic partners if they read what? I'm looking for a genre. Romance novels. Incorrect. Yeah. You should have been more specific. It's Bigfoot romance novels. <laughs> Bigfoot erotica. Keith. Science fiction. Absolutely correct. <laughs> Woo! Uh, science fiction and fantasy. Um, this study found they... Oh, I should have said Mists of Avalon. It's because nerds are freaky as uh, shit. That's oh, why. yeah. Everybody no, knows. They have to imagine. Hey, they, honey, I'm reading some token tonight. They, uh, they <laughs> quizzed 400 people on uh, trivia related to various genres and then asked them for, to weigh in on how true certain myths are in relationships. The myths were things like, Disagreement is destructive. Mind reading is expected. Romantic partners can't change. The sexes are different. And the expectation of sexual perfection. 
And uh, science fiction slash fantasy readers were more likely to say that those things are fake than real compared to like romance or people reading the classics and things like that. I had no idea Comic-Con was commissioning studies. Yeah, well, that's because you're married. So you didn't realize how many studies are going on about the romantic potentials at Comic-Con. <laughs> it's basically one big nerd fuck fest. Pretty much. Yeah. In costume. Yeah. yeah. The best way to you do it. You be Wonder Woman, I'll be Django. You'll be what? Django, you heard me. Oh. <laughs> Did Rebecca just blush for the first time in her life? <laughs> you can borrow my Wonder Woman corset. I have a leather one. <laughs> I, I want to read that. Comic. It sounds like it's <laughs> Django way versus Wonder Woman. Hey, it sounds like you guys have way better. Like the the cons I go to are just like not the same because I go with my kids to those the... are medical conferences. No, no, That's I why. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are really bad. No, I go to the My Little Pony conventions with my. Oh, kids. are the bronies there? Yeah, the bronies can party. I signed your your child's petition. Did you? This, I, Tell he has them. a petition because because he he uh, doesn't feel that there is an adequately represented LGBTQ uh, My Little pony aren't so, all the little ponies no because the, the open <laughs> no they're not because the ones that have crushes or are married are all boys and girls oh so and he's a very proud Let's advocate get... and he's 15 and so you know his name's oliver garza and go look on i would love to sign that. yeah sign let's all sign this yeah. all right I'll have retweeted on the Quizotron right, uh, yeah. Twitter account tonight so you guys can all find it. Also, yeah. congratulations on that parenting. You're yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's good parenting. Give her 100 points. <laughs> yeah. All right, here you go. There's points for being a good parent. Yeah. Good on right. Keith not stealing those 100 <laughs> points for once. Aww, yeah. that's so sweet. No, I've got a different target in mind now. <laughs> yeah, he's headed straight for the bottom. <laughs> like, like most men. Uh, <laughs> Mm. Yeah. He's been reading right. cave etchings again. Last <laughs> question in this category. According to a recent study, women are less likely to want to eat meat after looking at pictures of what? Ngayo. Cute penises. <laughs> You're really close. <laughs> Dicks. <Kishore>. Ugly penises. <laughs> no, you're getting further away. <laughs> Jen. Penises. No. No qualifier. No, you guys kind of missed out on what was... Vaginas is the name of the category. <laughs> Still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the cute part that was close. Oh. Cute baby animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, is that related to vaginas? Uh, I'm not sure either. Meat eating. I mean, and... if there were kittens, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who doesn't like a little pussy? Uh, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, Thank you for spelling out the joke. I'm yeah, gonna, can you, I'm I'm back here. We're there just might gonna, be slower people listening. Nope, there's negative points for explaining my joke. Oh, <laughs> I was enhancing your yeah. joke. No, no. Uh, so men apparently did not care, uh, but scientists found that when they showed wow. women pictures of baby cows and asked them if they wanted a hamburger... Or showed them a tiny chick and asked them if they wanted some nuggets. The women were much less likely to want to eat meat. Uh, Maybe and women just don't like shitty food. <laughs> I mean, it was kind Would of. Would you a like sh- this White Castle burger after looking at this picture? Yeah, like, I didn't want it either way. I kind of, I have to say it was kind of. It's not a great study, but it made the idea of it made me laugh. So I wanted to bring it up here. Uh, okay, so let's see where we stand uh, right now. Uh, looks like Ngaya's still in first yeah. place with 500 points. Oh. 
It is on. Jen is catching up with a hundred. But the real battle. The real battle for last place is in a tie because Shore and Keith with negative 600. You're going down. Well, I'm going down. (laughs) And you're staying where you are ish. Well, you know. Maybe you'll all go down. I think we both proved we're not going down. I mean, you're both married. I got no points for the uterine moment. You did get points. That was, that's what made it really sad. You were, you were pretty low. <laughs> okay. Uh, last category. Uh, as always, round five is science according to InfoWars. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're not aware, InfoWars, are you leaving because of that? I get it. Yeah, you No, should. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, InfoWars, if you're not aware, it's run by Alex Jones, uh, a certified crazy person. Um, I used to do science according to the Daily Mail, but in recent years, they've actually gone mainstream, and now their science section is as good as, like, any other American newspaper, which is weird. No, still not great, but uh, for the truly bizarre shit, I had to go to InfoWars. So here we go. Which is really just bespoke goop, so. Yeah, yeah, basically. I have done science according to Goop, but I didn't want to just give you two categories. The world according to Goop. I love that book. Question number one. According to InfoWars, one of the biggest obstacles for conservatives is how to use social media without getting branded with what label? Jen. As a white supremacist. Incorrect. I know. Nguyen. Liberal. Incorrect. Keith. Troll. Blah. So sorry. Yes, for sure. <laughs> what was that pause for? Uh, trusted news source. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was actually looking for a literal brand because the answer is the mark of the beast. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. According to InfoWars, the biggest obstacle for conservatives is using social media without getting the literal mark of the beast branded upon them. Wow. Does someone visit your house? No, you know, like just, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like most, okay. We caught you on Twitter. Where did did you get yours? I I explained this a few months ago, and I'll do it again for those who missed it. But like a lot of these, so for all of the previous categories, I'll read the studies. I'll figure out if they're right or not. I'll give you context. For InfoWars, a lot of their stuff is just 30-minute-long videos of Alex Jones screaming. (laughs) And I can only take like 15 seconds tops. Believe they're (laughs) using the rectal extraction method of coming up with facts. You just pull them out their ass. Right. Well, that's that's funnier than that, you guys. <laughs> I, I will tell you what, one advantage no. of growing up Hindu is I don't get any of these jokes. No? About the mark of the beast. I'm like, I don't oh. know. Is that like, there's somebody named Joseph and, and Job. So I... <laughs> <laughs> Malachi, Job. How dare you, sir. All those guys. His name is Job. Or Gobe, if you will. <laughs> but jo- Joseph, though, could be Joseph Smith, too. For the Mormons. Uh, the Mark of the Beast, I was warned about as a child growing up in a conservative Baptist uh, household. My youth pastor told us that, the, you know, your the supermarket checkout was going to start taking yeah. your thumbprint for... Um, UPC codes were the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The social Anything security the numbers were also the Mark of the social Beast. Social security, right. yeah. Wow. Any number that's associated with you, that's the Mark of the Beast. Yeah. Any way so, they can track you. Yeah, in this case, it's like... Shit, Facebook is the mark of the beast. Well, I mean, yeah. 
According cookies. to Alex Jones, Facebook is the mark of the beast. And the why but is we have to it? keep them on the platform. <laughs> yeah, right. right. All right, question number two. According to InfoWars, a plague of parasitic worms is taking over Europe thanks to what? Ngaio. Illegal immigrants. Absolutely correct. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very How much. Is the Come answer... on, give, him a, give Ngaio applause. You're not applauding the worms. How is the answer not related to serotonin? I'm really disappointed <laughs> that they didn't do the worm to locust connection. I'm so sorry that they didn't catch that. Um, they don't have your gifts. <laughs> according to InfoWars, what celebrity singer is a, quote, washed up anti-Trumper who, quote, contemplated blowing up the White House before moving to Portugal? What? Fi- oh, wow. The audience knows. Jen. Uh, uh, Katy Perry. Incorrect. Oh. Audience. Absolutely correct. Well done. Wait, I'm trying to lose. <laughs> wow. Did you read this? I mean, I read the Twitter headline. Yeah. I mean, if, actually, if you, if yeah. you decipher like a prayer, it just spells it <laughs> right. out. You have to play it backwards. Yeah, she okay, gave an you... interview to Vogue in which she mostly talked about being a soccer that is, mom. That is way on brand for her to give an interview Can to I... Vogue. Can I take those yeah, points off, though, that they went on? No, there's, they're your points. Ah. Yeah, because I forgot to put the audience in. The audience would be at 300, <laughs> but I feel like they're still not going to catch up to Ngaio, so it's probably just Don't as well. Uh, well, I mean, that was... All right, we're going to do one more, because our time is pretty much up. Right. According to InfoWars... Hold on, let me read That's, that's such a terrible sentence. I know. A new painting called Crossing the Swamp by political artist John McNaughton is, oh, quote, breathtaking. Describe what the painting depicts. Aww. Keith, you buzzed Come in. Come on, Keith. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's, it's, like, I need specifics. it's like George Washington crossing the Delaware, but it's Trump and the boat on the swamp with the White House behind him crossing the, the swamp. And then he even put out a code so you can decipher all the people in the boat with him. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is in there, and all his good helpers are in the boat with him, helping him to cross the swamp. Keith, you're 100% right. It's, I, want, yeah. I want it in my... Yeah. Keith, I'm putting it in my living room. It's beautiful. John McNaughton is... I, I, yeah. I think it's important we start a GoFundMe for Keith to buy this painting. Keith is 100% yeah. right. It's yeah. Donald Trump crossing the swamp of Washington, D.C., as a la Washington crossing the Delaware. And it includes other people in it, including uh, Nikki Haley at the helm, Ben Carson, Jeff oh. Sessions, Melania Trump, uh, <laughs> Pompeo with binoculars, uh, Sarah Sanders, uh, Ivanka Trump, uh, Bolton clutching a shotgun, Kellyanne Conway, and John Kelly. So, yeah. And Ooh. it's breathtaking. Yeah, it's, he's the guy who also beautiful. did like the Forgotten Man and all that other stuff. That's he's got a whole load of yeah. crazy things. His best is Obama standing on the Constitution. Standing on the Constitution. Yes. Right. There's a snake and some and, other And shit. all the founding fathers pointing at it going, what are you doing? Oh, no. You're supposed to be enslaved. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't let a black guy touch our Constitution. What a tough break for Sean Spicer. Again. I not know. He missed out. Cut. He missed out. He <laughs> missed it by a Scaramucci. I would like to buy the painting and just cross them each out as they leave the administration. That would be fun. I think it would make uh, a great Yeah, he had to keep board. up. That's why the painting took so long. He started it and then people kept leaving <laughs> right. the boat. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> That's funny. All right. That was the end of that round. Let's see how we did. It looks like our winner is Ngayo Bielan. Oh! 
with 500 points. Jen Gunter in second, negative 100. Uh, <laughs> Keith Lil Jensen, negative 500. And? And Kishore Hari with negative 700. You two can dream, people. I can't win for losing. <laughs> Go sit at your microphone. We're going we're gonna to do pictures with you with the belt in just a second. Uh, first, I want you guys to all tell me where we can find you. I'll, I'll briefly mention that Quizertron is at Quizertron on Twitter, Quizertron.com. We're on iTunes. Please go leave us a review. And uh, every month we do this live show. And for the weeks in between, we do interviews with everybody who's coming up on the show. So go and check it out and subscribe and like and all of of those things. Uh, so to my right, let's, uh, Kishore, where can people find you? I'm at Science Quiche on the Twitters, but mostly you'll find me on Ungayo's Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Everybody wants to That's see our that. motto. Ungayo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where can people find you? N-G-A-I-O-420 for all things social media. That's the Snap, the Insta, and the Twitter. And then you can also watch me on the new Netflix hit show called Cooking on High, where I am the cannabis expert. That is a good show. Thank you. You should watch that. Uh, well, you can just see me in the street, dude. You we go will backstage. all be in the bar later. So. Um, I'm Dr. Jen Gunter, and you can find me on all platforms, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is Dr. Jen Gunter, and my uh, my blog is also Dr. Jen Gunter. And, but, uh, but for the New York Times, my column is called The Cycle, and um, I'm there about once a month. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Keith. Keith Lowell on all the social media. But right now, you should go look up Crazy Dick Party on iTunes or Amazon. And that is my comedy track all about oh, duck you have dicks, some relation to that. Duck dicks and duck vaginas. <laughs> I did a, nice. did a good solid 10 minutes on them, I did. Great. <laughs> and still got the question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we will be back here on uh, September 6th. Six with a big show. We're going to be in the bigger theater, so invite all of your friends. Ooh. It's going to be a big show. We're going to have names. Not these <laughs> assholes. Uh, <laughs> I got a name. Uh, but a huge uh, round of applause for all of our contestants tonight. Thank you so much. Have a good night, everyone. Hey, everybody. This is Rebecca. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could give us a good rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever app you happen to be using. The more positive ratings and reviews you guys leave, the more our audience can grow and the more shows we can do. Our next show is coming up September 6th at Piano Fight in San Francisco. Uh, If you want to be there, ticketing info is going to be up soon. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter to find out when. That's at Quizotron. Thanks so much, everybody.